Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're going to be conventional today. Yes, it's a, it's been a while. It has been a while since we've been conventional. Yeah. Are we not conventional usually? Yes. What's I, the opposite of conventional? I would qualify that as non-conventional. Non-conventional. <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. The Reverend Dr. John Sia, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, joining us today, giving us some updates on the LCMS convention coming up in 2023. Dr. Sias, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. It is great to be with you again. So before we get into convention, what is the work of secretary? In case someone doesn't know what the LCMS secretary does, <laughs> what do you what even is, do? What does the secretary I, I, do? And do we celebrate you on secretary? It's not even secretary's day anymore. So Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, there's no synodical executive day, I guess. Oh, but, we uh, should make that up. I could probably use the whole 12 minutes listing all the things I do in various <laughs> little pieces, but I probably shouldn't. It's a, it's a, a many-faceted monster. <laughs> of a position. So. But a lot of it does deal with the convention, and that kind of adds the triennial rhythm or quadrennial rhythm, as the right. case may be, to punctuate the rest of the job. Yeah, the Senate convention got bumped a year, didn't it? We, did, we took an unconventional hiatus here <laughs> for an additional year. A... You'd think an added year would give us more time to jam more business into a convention, but... That extra year may have thrown everybody off pace a little bit, Uh-oh. so now it's time to catch up. <laughs> so how are all of the district conventions going? A lot of those got moved to the next year, too. Some, Many did. Most did. Some districts had arrangements they couldn't move or were able to meet unimpeded as planned, but most were moved to 22. We're now finishing that hectic summer before the Senate convention oh, summer, where the president's office and vice presidents are stacked up at district conventions and on airplanes all over. Over the place. But we have only two district conventions remaining here oh, wow. in July. Central Illinois, which is traditionally in July and traditionally the last of the district conventions in the cycle. But it has been passed, <laughs> if you can be passed in a backward sense, by the Atlantic District, which now is meeting the week after CID. So we have a new rear guard action in the parade of district conventions. Is there like an award for? There should be. There should be. I don't know yeah. yeah. No. They're going to fight for that. That's so very Lutheran. No, will be the last one. <laughs> You know, the, it's a the float award. at the end of the parade is going to be the most memorable. <laughs> Who knew district conventions were so exciting? <laughs> so, so what happens at district conventions that that need so that they need to happen before the synodical convention? They are required to happen in the year before, the year prior, and they do a lot of district-related things. Of course, electing their district officers. The piece that relates most, the two pieces that relate most to the synod convention are the adoption of overtures or requests from the districts for the synod to take some action. And so those percolate their way up. The other thing that happens is the Committee for Convention nominations is selected by roughly half the districts each triennium. And uh, the districts elect members to that committee, which then receives nominations and determines who will be on the slate for Uh, multifaceted monster positions like the Office of the Secretary (laughs) and the various other boards and commissions of the Synod uh, for the Synod Convention. So those folks are being elected. The last one of those will be selected at the very last district convention in the Atlantic District. And uh, those folks will join us in January to go over nominations that we 
uh, presently hope will be pouring in. <laughs> a lot of exciting things happening then. A lot, a lot of moving parts Many happening moving right pieces. now. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So do you know, do you get any of these overtures now or is there a later date when all those start coming in? The president's office receives them. They generally trickle in until they become a flood. We have not received very many yet this time, although it's not really the time when the flood usually starts. So we'll expect those to pick up uh, once the district conventions are done in August-ish. And of course, circuits and congregations and pastors and other professional church workers conferences can also submit those overtures. And so they're not simply limited to the district conventions, but mm. that can be an ongoing, ongoing process. This is a bit in the weeds for this conversation, but what is that life cycle of an overture? Once it, once it happens, how does it actually end up at the synodical convention? Yeah, so a Communications did this kind of cool. It was a schoolhouse rock yes. kind of themed, you know, how a <laughs> how an overture becomes a resolution sort of thing. Great poster. Is, is there a song too? Because like they did I'm an overture a instead song, of I'm a bill. Yeah. yeah, we should work on that tonight. I think after a couple of uh, beverages. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, that's a great question. So so the overture is is brought forward by one of the authorized overture submitting entities that I mentioned. It's submitted. It's assigned by the president to a floor committee according to its topic. And uh, that floor committee meets at floor committee weekend and reviews all the overtures and reports that relate to its area of work and tries to cook those down into a set of resolutions that are worthy of convention considerations, to clean up all the maybe inaccuracies or inconsistencies, to, to gather together a whole stream of different ideas of how to deal with a problem into one coherent approach that hopefully will work. <laughs> And, and and those are cooked into resolutions that appear in today's business. The first edition of that is published in advance of the convention then. And both the workbook full of overtures and today's business are sent out to the Senate for comment so that everyone can get involved in reviewing what's coming in and what's going out and then what comes into the convention for potentially, well, for debate, potentially for further amendment, and then one might hope for adoption of new approaches. You mentioned floor committee weekend. <laughs> yes. That just sounds like a fun live event. Like maybe we should do a play-by-play. -play <gasps> yes. Live, live tweet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> live broadcast from now. Yeah. We did add a big scoreboard last year. So you know, we're kind of getting there. And this is exciting stuff. <laughs> I did see that. You added some technology to floor yeah, committee weekend. We did. So the um, floor committee chairman can track where the editors are with all of their precious resolutions. So Yeah, they can they come in and take over the whole building really for the weekend yeah. here at the International it, Center it to get a lot of work done. I mean, there's a lot that happens in lot. that weekend. It is kind of a remarkable thing to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. A lot happens. So what are the next steps then for congregations and districts conventions are as you pointed out are winding down. Right. So the getting those overtures to the office of the president is really right. part of the next step. Other things that we need to, that districts or congregations or circuits need to be doing? So the overtures are welcome today. They're, if you go to the Senate website, lcms.org slash convention, there's a lot there. I may talk for a couple more minutes about that if we have mm -hmm. time. But one of the things you'll find there is a set of instructions and a template. If your congregation, your circuit forum, your pastor's conference, whoever wants to work on an overture, everything is there that you'll need to get it properly formatted, to make it look right, to get it organized and clear, and uh, to get that sent in. So that's there. Another thing that's ongoing 
is the nomination process for things other than president and vice presidents. That process won't start until October, and that will be done by a new electronic system this year. But uh, right now, you can, and anybody, member, lay member of an LCMS congregation or rostered workers or congregation as such, anybody that has anything to do with the synod can submit a nomination for the office of secretary or for board of directors of the synod, boards of regents, or various other boards and commissions that have positions up for election. And information on all that is also up on the website, as well as the nomination form that anybody can fill out, fillable PDF, easy to email it into us. And we really need those nominations and need them soon because we do a lot of work tracking down references and getting biographical statements from those individuals and getting everything ready for that nominations committee to meet and select, hopefully, the most qualified slates of candidates for the convention to elect. The last thing I'll mention that's ongoing is we're finishing up the process of lining up the circuits that will be represented at the convention by voting delegates. And so the circuits in some districts are all fully formed, ready to go. Some districts, there's a little bit of uncertainty yet if some will have to be glommed together to reach some of the standards or receive an exception. But those circuits should be, at very least, making plans to get together and elect their pastoral and lay voting delegates and alternates to attend the 2023 convention in Milwaukee. So many things. It's so exciting to to know the back end of all of this stuff that happens and that, that a lot of us can be a part of, too, which is the really exciting part. It is. And the convention is, you know, the congregation's opportunity to govern their synod. Yeah. And to tell all of us officers and agencies and everything what our marching orders are for the next three years. So, yeah, tremendously exciting thing to make a real difference in how the church moves forward. Yeah. You mentioned Milwaukee. What do we know about location, any of those details, when this is happening, too? I suppose that's important. So, yeah, we're in Milwaukee at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee again, which we were at in 2016. And uh, it'll be July 29th to August 3rd, 2023. They've City of Milwaukee, I guess, has done a lot of work around the Wisconsin Center. There's a new food court. It's kind of nice walking around down there in, in uh, downtown Milwaukee. There's a great sausage shop down the street uh, that I ate at. Most of the 2016 convention, give me a chunk of sausage and a knife and I'm ready to eat for a few days, you know, so (laughs) the important thing, good life in the cheap seats. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to being back there. It was a nice venue. Very good. So we're heading to Milwaukee next summer, not this summer, next summer for the (laughs) LCMS convention. And you mentioned the website earlier and maybe any other details you want us to know about. Yeah. So we've done a lot of work renovating the website for the convention. You can go to lcms.org slash convention, see all the work we've done there. And there's a lot more there than there used to be geared toward helping congregations or congregational leadership or interested people in congregations that maybe haven't been involved in the convention process before learn all the ins and outs of all the pieces they're interested in and find everything they need to fully participate. So congregations have received a new poster that's kind of keyed to what is on that website. And we're eager to have email addresses for congregational leadership and pastors up to date in the system. You're Your church administrator and your pastor know how to do this, but to get us the right names and addresses, especially email addresses for your chairman, vice chairman, so on and so forth, so that we will be able to communicate timely with your congregation and remind you gently and politely, (laughs) but probably repeatedly, of all the opportunities that your congregation has to participate in governing its synod. 
Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Looking forward to the convention coming up in 2023. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.